Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of History from the Back Pages. I have another movie to review this week for our next episode of Season 7, which is technically Season 2 on the new formula for History from the Back Pages, new design and reviewing movies. So I might just call it Season 2 because the show has completely changed from its inception a few years ago. So in terms of the episodes, it's seven, but pretty much two in all regards to the new format. So this week's episode, Halloween is concluded, but this week, the movie that I watched was indeed a horror movie. It wasn't planned, it was just one that I came across and thought it might make a good movie to review for this week. So the movie is called The Breach. It came out last year. Or actually this year, technically. It was written in 2022, but it was released a few months ago. So, new movie. And I have some thoughts on the film. There are parts that I greatly enjoyed. Some plot holes and plot confusion points for me. But then some parts that fell flat that colored my perception of the film. So, The Breach was directed by... Rodrigo Gudinho, written by Nick Cutter and Ian Weir. And it's a horror, gory, cosmic thriller type horror film. So first, I want to say immediately before the review begins and before you consider watching the film, if you have a weak stomach, someone who's not like gore, bodies exploding, disgusting, Things of bugs and blood and gore. I highly recommend maybe skipping this horror movie. Maybe watching a different one, for example, a ghostly horror movie or a movie with something along those lines, like a supernatural horror film. Skip this one because if you have a weak stomach, it's best you skip this. So that's my uh, like just warning. Before the review, I'm not going to talk about any of that, but just in general, if you decide to watch the film. So it's based on a book by the novelist Nick Cutler. He had written a book and then it was adapted into a movie. So adapted into this movie, The Breach. So the main plot of The Breach is the main character is named... Chief John Hawkins, he's the police or sheriff of a middle nowhere town in Canada in Yukon. He's played by Alan Hako. And his nickname in the movie is Hako, so it's kind of funny. His last name is his nickname in the movie. And basically, he's retiring as the police chief in this town. He's moving to the big city to become a police chief. There is what is implied. So he's leaving this town, moving to a big city because he's ready to go on to bigger and better things. And what happens is that a dead body appears in the movie early on, so he's asked to investigate. So Chief John Hawkins, the fill-in coroner, Jacob Redgrave, played by Wesley French, and then both of the men's ex-lover, Meg Fulbright, played by Emily Alto, who's kind of like a 
bush pilot, a woman who's hired to take people places. She's skilled with a rifle. She's badass, pretty much. She is hired along with them to go. So all three of them go to this house, cottage, cabin, in the middle of nowhere. Because the person whose body was found, they identify it as a scientist named Cole Parsons, Dr. Cole Parsons. He's a physicist. So they identify him pretty early on, like, we need to go investigate what's going on. So they go to this cabin in the middle of nowhere to get more info, more investigation, more fingerprints along those lines. So they get there. The house is deserted. It's creepy. Bugs everywhere, mold everywhere, wires everywhere. Like the electricity bill must have been unbelievably extreme. Lights everywhere. It's all dark and deserted and gross. I want to give credit to the person who designed the house. They definitely get high marks. If you're looking for a horror house that's disgusting, spooky, even though per se it's not like a entity or monster living in the home per se it was very creepy as soon as they arrived like that's a definitely a horror house so the person who designed the house decorated it put in the special effects they definitely get good marks in my opinion so they get to the creepy house they start to do investigating there's stuff they can't explain like something in the house that's very Spooky. I don't want to spoil a lot of things because the movie's new. But they get there and there's this creepy device that can do things to people's bodies. And the evil scientist, of course, he's evil. You expected that. He's evil and he's conducting experiments. Dangerous, creepy, and illogical. The evil scientist is never really explained. Like, why is he conducting experiments? Because later on, I'm not spoiling it, but later on, there's a plot reveal in his own family life. And going along that plot line, I would have understood, maybe, well, not understood, but it made more sense why he's conducting these evil experiments. But the plot reveals to us twist that's shown later in the movie transpired after he'd already been doing the evil experiments and conducting these insane experiments. So that part was a little bit confusing. I think it would have been better to try to empathize with man. I did not. He's insane. But to empathize with this evil scientist, if they had that part transpire before he started conducting the evil experiments, then, like, okay, maybe he had to get back with them. He needed to see them again, so he's conducting these experiments to get to see them one last time. But no, he was already madman, already insane before that transpired. So that part was a little bit weird. So the evil scientist conducting experiments, he's like, I'm all powerful. I can do things that no one's ever done before. I can bend reality, bend time. I can go into dark matter, places that no human should and will go, but I'm this college professor physicist, so that means I have all power, all access, invincible. Now one of these evil scientists who does stuff that should never be touched, 
but he's either crazy madman or he hopes to use it for his personal gain in terms of financial or power. At first, he comes across as a normal man, like a normal dad. He has family, normal college professor. But then once it's revealed pretty fast, he's a madman, he's crazy. I don't want to reveal aspects of the film because that would be too confusing in a short review and too confusing without going into deep, dark spoilers. Pretty much keep in mind this movie has them investigating the horror house, learning about the evil scientist, and I have not explained yet a real reveal, probably revealed by mistake. But keep in mind the evil scientist does have a big role to play in the film, in the past and the present. And they're trying to investigate and find out what happened to him. Stuff starts to happen to the main characters, the evil bugs and evil monsters, like stuff happening in the film affects them. They meet the man's wife. She's helping investigate for a bit too. And overall, the film utilizes the machine that the evil scientists created, people who have turned into hideous monsters, and that's how the film goes. So the breach utilizes the evil scientist's work, utilizes what happened to the people who were experimented on using his evil work and involves the main characters for some reason investigating the house. That part is a little bit confusing because the man had died, like the scientists, they found his body and like he's dead. But instead of just trying to figure out maybe like how he died, they said, let's go to this evil horror house instead. And then they never leave, they stay there. So like that part was a little bit odd. And the movie starts off slow. So if you're someone who wants fast-paced, quick action, that's not for you. The first probably 45 minutes is very slow. It's dealing with setup, character, description, and introduction. Dealing with the backstory behind the evil scientist and other characters in the movie. And it deals with a love triangle, as you expected, between the two men and their the ex-girlfriend. And that's the movie. So overall, The Breach had its ups and downs. I was considering giving it on my new rating scale, which is first rate, good, unremarkable, second rate, and abysmal. I was going to attempt it to give it unremarkable. It was closer to good at first. I couldn't give it a good rating because it had some issues and flaws. But I was considering giving it close to that. Because I liked the acting, it was good. The main character and the girlfriend especially were really well done. John Hawkins, the chief, was interesting. He had a good backstory. The actor played his character well. He's believable as a Canadian sheriff, slash police chief. The girlfriend was interesting. How she had to play off the relationship with her two ex-boyfriends. And... The evil scientist was interesting as well, even though he was a complete madman. Some of his like inventions and what he did was interesting, and how his experiments transpired 
I thought was kind of cool as well. The horror house was cool. But some of the flaws were things they revealed and then didn't explain. In terms of some movies, they didn't have that many of those. Like plot reveals or plot twists that went nowhere. They tried to at least figure and conclude most. So that was positive. And most of the characters were there in the movie. At least had some role or there was some reason for their inclusion in the movie, which I like. Some movies they induce characters that have nothing to do with the movie and then they're gone. This one, the only real two characters that didn't have a huge role was the deputy sheriff, played by Mary Antoni. Deputy Connie Parks is her name. She didn't have a huge role. Most of her role in the movie was through cell phone, personal, slight investigating like on the computer or at back at the police station. And then this other character who was only through video chat. He was only in the movie a very short time, but he was like a man who knew it all about science. He was kind of like a man who was on the dark web, like an experimental guy, a man who had experienced theories. He, I don't remember his name because I don't think they actually ever mentioned it. But he was involved with the deputy sheriff talking to her like he was a man with conspiracy theories and crazy. And he's like, I know what's happening with this evil scientist experiment. So he was kind of interesting. Like he came across as a man who was a conspiracy theorist. And I liked his character for the short period in the movie. So I was considering giving the movie a remarkable score. But then the ending occurred. And this was one of the worst endings I've seen in a recent movie, recently, horror or otherwise. The ending was horrible. I don't know what the director or writers were thinking. And the writer is actually the same man who wrote the book. So I don't know if the book is the same. If the book has the same exact ending as the movie, then maybe I guess it made sense that he wanted to keep it continuous with the same ending. Because I have not written, read the book. But if it's a difference from the book, like he wanted to change it up, then it was a big mistake. Horrible ending. I'm not someone who loves like happy endings in movies or like all the characters come back and they're all like, we're in love, we're having a great time. It's all been concluded. We survived. Yay. But I don't like endings where it's all dark and gloomy and dreary and they're like, no one survived. I'm not going to spoil the ending for this movie, but just keep in mind you think it's going to go one way and then it gets to the end and the ending was horrific. Horrible ending. Was not pleased with it. Once it was revealed, the ending, you knew what it was and you realized that it's going to continue. I hope they don't come up with a sequel. If so, that would be a disaster because I think any chance of a second movie or continuation like of a spin-off or a TV show was ruined with the ending which was horrible. It made me very mad to not like the ending because the characters they spent a lot of time developing them. For example the sheriff and the girlfriend or ex-girlfriend technically. They spent a lot of time developing the characters getting chemistry between them. They had a complicated past but they're trying to get back together so to speak and the chemistry was rebuilding. 
and the evil scientist. They spend a lot of time investigating him and then his dark experiments. But then at the end of the movie, they're like, we don't give a crap about that. Let's just throw it all away and the movie's over. So they threw it all away. They ruined it. And instead of giving it unremarkable, I have to give it a second rate. So I was tempted to give it a good rating, but the ending was so horrible that it decreased the score, which was a bummer for me because I actually would consider um, recommending this movie, The Breach. Good independent indie horror movie, decent acting, creepy horror house, well-placed usage of gore and blood. The Evil Scientist was interesting. Most of his interest, though, I gotta say, was his personal experience. Like, the man himself was, wasn't that interesting. But what he did with his devices and, like, what happened when the experiments were conducted, that was interesting. And the location, even though it was really done just in the small middle-nowhere town, and then the cabin, pretty much 95% of the movie was well-utilized. But in the end, ending was so horrible that it fell from an unremarkable to a second-rate movie, which is very sad. So that's my review of The Breach. I might recommend it, even though it's a second-rate, what I give is rating. Because overall, it was pretty decent, but just the ending was so horrible. If you have a different opinion than me, you can get past the ending, then you'll probably enjoy it overall. And if you can get past some confusion and some dull parts, you should like it. Because if you're looking for a movie with blood and gore, creepy experiments, this movie does fulfill that. And one last thing before I conclude, one thing I liked was that the person who created the score and did the music was Slash, the lead guitarist for Guns N' Roses, which, fun fact, I saw at Guns N' Roses concert back in August this year at Wrigley Field, so that was really fun to see them play. So Slash, he was the person who did the producer and composer for the movie. And I liked it because his music did a good job with the creepiness and dark, eerie feeling of the movie. So he did a good job. So that's The Breach. Have you seen it? If not, let me know. We're going to consider it. Or do you have a different opinion and you loved it or hated it? Thank you so much. Stay safe. Have a good rest of your week. See you next time. Straight from the back pages. Peace out.